Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Wildcats podcast. My name is Ross O'Hare and I'm your guest host today, filling in for Mike Luke. Really glad you could join us. Today we are going to do a game recap of the Cats versus Northern Colorado last night. And we're going to do we're going to talk a little bit about the game. We're going to go over the box score, kind of, you know, analyze the game a little bit, and then we're also going to kind of look over the first 10 games of the season. The Cats are 10 and 0. We're going to talk about a little bit of the trends that I'm seeing little bit of the feelings that I'm having and where we think we're going to end up now that we're 10 games into the season. So hope you enjoy it and uh, let's dive right in. So last night the Cats beat the Northern Colorado Bears 101-76 and although that 25 point score doesn't really tell you about the game right I mean that that score is not indicative of what the game was like. Obviously a 25 point win is still a 25 point win and the Cats are, are doing that consistently but last night was a little different, right? Northern Colorado came into McHale, and they were not afraid. I mean, they came in, and it was one of those instances where a team had nothing to lose. And, you know, they're led by a player, a guard named Dylan Coates, who had played at Colorado before, had transferred uh, to Northern Colorado, and he was not afraid of the spotlight. He was not afraid to take on the big, bad Arizona Wildcats, the eighth-ranked team in the country, and it showed. I mean, the first half of the game... And really throughout the whole game. But the first half of the game, he was on fire. I mean, he dominated the game. He was the best player on the court. And um, and although Northern Colorado never really led for much of this game, um, it was always close. I mean, it was a close game. You know, the first 10 minutes, it was back and forth. The next 10 minutes, you know, obviously Arizona kind of stretched the lead out to 6, 8, 10, somewhere in there throughout that time. But Northern Colorado was never out of the game in the first half. And it wasn't the typical... What we've seen so far where Arizona kind of lands the first punch, where Arizona is the team that, you know, is up big early, pushing teams, kind of defeating them, you know, smashing their wills, if you might. And, you know, because of that, Northern Colorado really gained confidence throughout this game. And you saw that with the shot selection they were taking, the way they were playing. And, you know, you, you see that Arizona, they didn't come out that way. It wasn't a typical start that we've seen to this season. I mean, Coach Tommy Lloyd has done an incredible job of getting the team ready to play, no matter the game. Obviously, they were ready to play against Illinois, but even lesser teams earlier in the year, this team was fired up just to be playing. You know, they didn't care about who it looked like. They didn't care about who was playing on the court with them or even what the score said. They were just out there playing their best basketball. And I think that's going to be one of the struggles going forward for this team maybe even this Saturday against Cal Baptist, is can we actually play our best basketball regardless of who we're playing? And we'll talk about more of that coming up. But, you know, we started out slow. We were sluggish. Um, I thought on the offensive end, we had iffy, like pretty bad shot selection. There wasn't enough movement. We weren't getting out and running in transition. I mean, there was a lot that was um, just not our typical, what we've come to expect over the last 10 games. And um, it showed. I mean, obviously, I think offensively, we were sluggish, slow. We didn't move the ball quickly. We didn't move away from the ball quickly. Our screens weren't great. Our fast break wasn't great. But that was also then compounded by the fact that our defense was bad, right? It was an overall feeling of just, you know, sluggishness on defense. I mean, they were blowing by us one-on-ones, dribble, you know, dribble penetration left and right on us, whether it was for kickouts or easy floaters in the lane, but they were just beating us off the dribble. It didn't look like we were communicating as well on the screens. I mean, their pick and roll game 
was on point. And we'll talk a little bit more about that because that was really what kept him in the game early in the second half was their ability to play pick and roll. But just basic stuff. I mean, communicating on screens, um, communicating um, when passes have been made, on help side defense, like all these things. It just seemed like the lack of attention, there was a lack of attention to detail. And it really hurt us. I mean, it allowed Dylan Kuntz, their best player, to really dominate. And it didn't matter who was defending him. I mean, Terry was on him, picked up a couple of early fouls, which hurt him. They put uh, Matherin on him a little bit. He got posterized um, and couldn't defend him. I mean, they were switching. They tried to put Pelle Larson on him. Too slow, Didn't couldn't stay in front. And really, it was just a, um, I don't know, it was difficult to watch a team that had been dominating and playing so well get beat by a team that was 6-5, and five, right? And now that's a team that's 6-6. Six and six. Now, obviously, they've played some good competition, but ultimately, I think that this team, I don't think anybody believed that this team should have been doing that that early, you know, landing the first punches, being the more aggressive team. And I understand they had nothing to lose, but this team, this Arizona team, has really you know, staked its claim in the ground to be a team that, you know, played fast and played hard against anybody. And that was one of the things I really loved about it is like the, the teams that were supposed to blow out, we did. And I know, I understand. We ended up blowing out Northern Colorado, but this game was not like the rest of them, right? It wasn't like the, their will was broken in the first half and then we coast the rest of the game. It was, no, this was a fight for 30 minutes. And then the last 10 minutes, things changed. And, you know, that that's, you know, credit to Arizona, you know, a win's a win. You play the whole game. 30 minutes don't count. But, you know, I think ultimately what Coach Tommy Lloyd can do is take this game and really use it. I mean, use it as a teaching tool, even just as much as Illinois is, hey, guess what? You guys can't take anybody for granted. You can't take any player for granted. you got to be able to do the small things each game, no matter what. And the second half, you know, I don't know what Coach Tommy Lloyd said at halftime, but in the second half, it was a lot more of the same. That first 10 minutes, I mean, this is where their pick-and-roll game really stood out to me. I mean, we were we were lost in the pick-and-roll defense against this team. And maybe it was because, you know, Kuntz had, is lefty and really, you know, could exploit things that normally, you know, we're facing a right-handed player that you, you have normal tendencies defending someone like that. Maybe it was just a different look and feel for the defenders. But ultimately, they ran a great pick-and-roll, and it hurt us. I mean, they got open looks throughout the first 10 minutes of that second half. And, you know, it was beginning to look like, hey, this is going to be a close game. You know, I didn't think Arizona was Arizona was going to lose, but you never know. You know, it, it reminds me of the NAU game for football where it's like Arizona's winning, but you just never know. Like, they're, they're not dominating. They're not putting their foot down and finishing this team off. And, and so, you know, and one other thing that really stood out to me about this Northern Colorado team was their defense. Their, their half-court defense was not great. Um, uh, that was indicative. I, mean, I think we shot 52% in the first half, and they shot 57% in the first half, which is crazy. But you know, we were making our shots and having our way inside. I mean, inside, they could not stop us. Coloco, Balo, Tabellis had their way you know, pretty much the entire game. That's what kept us in the game the first half. Um, and, but one thing that stood out to me in their defense was, was their defensive strategy. And I noticed that on every shot, make or miss, and obviously they were making a lot of them, but make or miss, they were sprinting back on defense. It wasn't a, you know, you're playing, you know, on the road against a top 10 team and you make a three in someone's face, you know, human nature is going to be like, I'm going to look at the crowd and I'm going to do a little bit of showboating. And that one or two seconds 
is it'll put you back on your heels going back the other way. Right? But I mean, I can't tell you how many times they made a three and it was immediately head down, sprinting back, getting back. And they their strategy wasn't necessarily crash the offensive glass, get second chance points, because they understood their size wasn't going to allow them to do that. And I think it kind of gave teams a little bit of a blueprint of how to slow Arizona down, at least for a little while, is that no matter what, as soon as that shot goes up, everybody's sprinting back, getting set up, so that the fast break and easy buckets for Arizona aren't there as much. And that's easier said than done, because it takes really fo- it takes a lot of focus, and it takes focus for 40 minutes to do that, to really you know get under Arizona's skin that way. But I saw that, noticed that, and it was like, hey, this is something that other teams are going to use. And it's going to be interesting to see how Coach Tommy Lloyd really adjusts to that, right? But then there's the second, there's the last ten minutes of the second half where, at the eight twenty-two mark, um, you know Northern Colorado has seventy-two points. They obviously end the game with seventy-six points. So over eight minutes, eight plus minutes, at the end they score four points. And you know it obviously wasn't like some magical difference that we made, but I think it was ultimately one of the things where it's a combination of stuff where they began to wear down. It's tough to play against a team of Arizona's athleticism, you know, size, um, just speed, all of those things. It's tough for 40 minutes to do that, and I think Arizona wore them down. And I also think that once you start missing some shots as Northern Colorado, um, you know, their their half-court defense just wasn't good enough to slow Arizona down. So Arizona was going to keep scoring. It just was a matter of could Northern Colorado keep up, and ultimately they couldn't. You know, your legs get tired. The first thing that's going to go is your ability to hit shots, especially deep shots, three-pointers. And you could tell. I mean, they started to really struggle as time went along. And, you know, credit to credit to the starters. I think Kerr and Terry and Tubelas, those three especially in that run, played fantastic. I thought they played really, really good. Coloco had great minutes in there too. And even Matherin stepped it up after having two points at halftime. And after the break, we'll kind of talk about each player. We'll kind of, you know, break down how their game was, and then we'll look forward to the to the season or look back over the season and then look a little bit forward on what's going on. But first, you know, I'm not sure about you, but betting online has covered, has you covered all season, more props, odds, lines than ever before as football season and basketball season continue the march towards the playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on to receive your bonus. That's promo code locked on to receive your to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. Again, this is Ross O'Hare, your guest host. And um, what we're going to do now is just kind of go player by player, at least in the starting lineups on how their game was, kind of what their season's been like, and then where, you know, kind of what the season outlook's going to be. So, you know, I want to start with Kirk, the point guard for our team. Kirk Creesa has um, this it factor as a point guard. I love the tenacity he brings to the, to the court, but ultimately, I think that, you know, yesterday in the game, he had a pretty good game. I mean, he missed a couple early threes, forced a few passes early on, but I think he was the one that kind of got us into a rhythm over the game. Um, And, you know, he ran the offense well. 
and was a really big part of that final run. With and he had several assists that were really nice. Played the pick and roll game well. Has great vision. And ultimately, he's averaging right now in in the season twelve points and five assists per game. And if he maintains that um, throughout the season, and so far, I mean, it's not as if we've you know he has he's been inconsistent. He's been been pretty consistent right at those numbers. I think he's in the discussion for the best point guard in the Pac-12. Now, the the point guard position in the Pac-12 right now is lacking. It's not really that great. But um, outside of, you know, Tiger Campbell and maybe a couple other players, I think, you know, Kirk Creesa is making a case to be an all-conference all player at, at the point guard position. And we'll see as that goes along how that works. Now, Matherin, Ben Matherin, obviously he's been on a tear. Back-to-back -back week, Pac-12 player, player of the week, national player of the week. But in this game, Northern Colorado, he had a slow start and really a slow overall game. You know, I'll say, you know, I, I noticed he didn't force things too much. Um, but as the best player on the court, I think sometimes you got to impose your will on the game. And I think that's still something that Ben's learning in that I love that he's not forcing up a bunch of bad shots now that he's the guy, right? Now that he's getting this, he's reading his press clippings. But I think there's also this fine balance between, okay, I'm not going to force up bad shots and hurt my team, but I also understand my team. I also understand that my team is looking to me to set the tone offensively, to get out and be active, get offensive rebounds, putbacks, hit open threes, facilitate, move. You know, like all the things that he's been doing well. But he just, you know, he had two points at halftime off two free throws. Didn't have a single field goal. And I, you know, it wasn't until he hit a three about five, six, seven minutes into the second half that he finally got his first field goal. And you know, maybe against Northern Colorado, that's not a big deal. But we start playing Tennessee, UCLA, USC. You know, these good teams coming up on our schedule. That's just not going to be okay. And I don't know if it was a concerted effort on his part or whether it was just kind of again, it's finals week at the U of A. It's the holiday season. Maybe all those stuff, all those things, just kind of played into his slow, sluggish start. But he's got to be better at right out of the gate setting the tone offensively for this team. And I think he will. I mean, I think that that's something that he's learning. But I think Coach Tommy Lloyd sees that too. Then we go to Dalen Terry. Now, Dalen has had a trouble. He had trouble with this against Illinois and against Northern Colorado. But he, he's getting these fouls early on. And I think it's hurting his rhythm and, and our rhythm as a team because he's pivotal to what we do on offense. His size, his rebounding ability, his vision, his passing ability – are all things that we need. It's that role that he fills that makes everything else really work and come together. He's kind of like a glue. He's the glue to the team because he, you know, he's not a great shooter. He's not a great offensive player. He's enough that people have to guard him, but he does all of the little things for us. And we've got to have a player like that. And when he's on the bench, we lose that. We don't have the same continuity. We don't have the same rhythm and vibe that we normally do. And so he's got to really kind of shore that up. And But when he did, and he was in the, on the court the second half, you could tell he was a big part of that run at the end of the game. And it was good to see him make some shots. It was good to see him, you know, knock down a couple threes, get some offensive rebounds, make a layup, you know, get some assists, really be the energy, the spark that we needed him and Kerr in that final run to really push the game to what it was at the score at the end, 25-point game. So um, moving forward, I think you know his biggest thing is consistently not getting silly fouls, especially against good teams. Um, we'll move to Tabellus. Uh, Azulis Tabellus you know, had a great game. I think he started and came out. He was the reason at the beginning of the game we were even in the game. When Northern Colorado was red hot, hitting everything that they were throwing up, Tabellus was just consistent, getting offensive rebounds, dunks, 
putbacks, you know, being a menace down low, hitting a three even. Although, I think his amount of threes he needs to take a game needs to step back. I mean, I, I'm not sure that he's that's really the role, again, that he needs to fill. He's more of a, okay, if you're wide open, take a three. If not, I mean, play the game. Keep the ball moving. Um, but he nearly finished with a triple-double. I mean, his box score was really, really nice. And it wasn't something that felt like it was forced or over the top. But, he, you know, he had 16 points, um, 16 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Now, the 8 assists is pretty phenomenal. But, you know, I think that that's not necessarily normal for him. But the 8 rebounds, 16 points, and, you know, 6 of 9 shooting. I think it's just one of those things where that's what we need from Tavellis game in and game out is that consistent presence where he's going to be the guy that, you know, again, like Matherin we look for offensively, Tavellis we look for offensively. Those are the two guys that we need consistent offensive production from. And they need to find it in multiple ways. It's not just jump shots. It's not just, you know, low post moves. It's got to be the offensive rebounds. It's got to be putbacks. It's got to be in transition, all the things that those players can do well, but got to be more consistent at it. And then Coloco. He was big inside. I thought he seemed healthy again. I know his his ankle had been hurting for a couple games, and he didn't seem like himself necessarily, but he played great D, I felt like, especially in comparison to the rest of the team. I mean, I think like he was consistently good at D. Obviously, his size helps with that, but I thought it was a really good bounce-back game for him. He had good offensive production. I mean, you know, ultimately, when your seven-footer is playing good D like that, but then also you know, is leading the team in scoring with 19 points, eight rebounds, eight of 12 shooting, you notice on these with the big guys, their shooting percentage is really high because Northern Colorado just could not do anything about it, right? I mean, they just could not stop us down low. And, you know, our bench players, I thought, you know, they were a mixed bag. I thought Justin Kyer had a good game, uh, sloppy first half, but second half he really, you know, was a solid player down low, made some good choices on shot selection, passes, assists, that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, Umar Balo gets his minutes in and, you know, he, he didn't have as many rebounds. He had one rebound today or last night, but, um, was good offensively, you know, played good defense. I thought he played pretty well. And then I thought Pella Larson was just, um, there's, there's something, there's something there where he's still catching up. I think his foot surgery and injury are really hurting him and his continuity with the team. But ultimately I think he will get there. Right, I mean, I think he's got a good enough talent to be a really big contributor. Hopefully, come March, that'll really be the case. Um, last no- last note is Northern Colorado played Cal Baptist earlier in the year and lost to them by four. And Cal Baptist is who we played this Saturday, so it should be another get- good game. And I know Cal Baptist has a really good point guard that runs the pick and roll really well, so it'll be a great game to watch. But just to finish, wrap this up, you know, I think that. My overall thoughts is I think this is a great game for Coach Tommy Lloyd to really teach the team that who they, who these players are and their role that they fill on this team is super important, right? Good teams know who, what their roles are. Like good players know what their roles are on good teams. And we have a great team with great role players, I mean, that, that fill a certain role, whether that's a dynamic score, you know, hard-nosed point guard, you know, a do everything's a wing. You know, we got so much talent, so many roles that are being filled. It's just doing it consistently. And we're still learning. I mean, it's 10 games into the season, and thankfully we're 10-0. and 0, But it's something we've got to do more consistently. And I think ultimately 
you know, as we go through this next three-game stretch with Tennessee on the road, UCLA on the road, USC on the road, three ranked teams on the road, we're going to get a great sense of not just where our team is, because I think we've got a good sense of that, but just even a more clear sense. But I think we're also going to be able to use these games to solidify people's roles, to have them understand the importance of being consistent in those roles day in and day out, no matter what. And so I really appreciate you listening to the podcast today. Obviously, you know, we, most people listen to podcasts and it's for enjoyment, but sometimes you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You want to learn stuff, right? Some people, though, switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited li- data lines for $30 a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch so you can get the latest episodes of any podcast that you like listening to, like this one, Locked on Wildcats. All in all, all of one of America's largest, with Boost Mobile, you get this all on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Thanks. Have a great day.